Welcome to the Real Estate Podcast, where we laugh and commiserate with you in all the strange clients, wacky showings, and overall real reality show that real estate can be. Therapy is expensive, but laughing is free. So I'm your host and unlicensed laugh therapist, Taylor McClure, and this is the Realty Chronicles. Yeah. Have y'all seen, like, with people having to adjust to this market and things like that, are y'all having a lot of fights with, like, sellers on what things should be priced at, you know, for it to come at value at this Damn. point? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like lately we've seen more things coming, like, in like you know below below what Mm -hmm. it's been like you know put on the listing um, than we were previously people are i don't want to get into all the appraisal stuff because i'm not an appraiser obviously my dad is and he talks (laughs) about the the holiday and that's what we need to do a separate little segment just called the appraiser's son it's just a thing where i'm like i'm not an appraiser but you seen that son of a plumber guy that's good marketing he's been advertising son of a plumber plumber. Hmm. one of y'all send that to me i'll have to see it um but like with appraisals you know you want some people think that okay the house next door sold it's a comp no it's not necessarily you want the home to be as close in size as possible in age yeah. and close by and in the same neighborhood if you can but then you want to look at other neighborhoods that are similar around and all these things well sellers get on zillow and they see that their oh, neighbor's mm-hmm. home just up the street yeah. sold you know for eight eight nine ten months ago yeah for thirty thousand over ass price and they talked to their neighbor yeah we had 20 showings and whatever and now they still think mm-hmm. that's the market we're in and they yeah. don't realize yeah, rates might have been four and a half percent. Now they're seven yeah. percent. Prices might have been three fifty. Now they're four hundred. Like everything's up, and mm-hmm. these sellers have unrealistic expectations about how to list their home. Yeah, and I don't care what anybody says because I've done it in just the few years I've done this. Overpricing a home is one of the worst things you can do. Yeah, from the beginning. It's gonna suck. if I'm approved up to two twenty five, and we think the house is two twenty five, and I have sellers that are like, "Well, let's go at two fifty. Worst case scenario, we could drop." We can negotiate. They can offer less, whatever. Well, all your buyers that are approved up to 225, 230, 235, and they're doing searches, they might miss yours. Oh, yeah. Because if you're approved even, up to 225, yeah. you're not trying to buy a 225 house. Yeah. I've heard don't do the 999 like, yeah. because people are searching for those blocks. Well, it's that yeah. like bridge you'll spot, get both sort of. Yeah. Searches. Yeah. If you do a $300,000 home, you'll catch the 250 to 300 yeah, yeah, and yeah. the 300 to. Whatever, where if you do the 299, you're missing the 300 to 325. Yeah. Or, and somebody might search 300 to 375, and that 299 house would be perfect for them. I got a question for you. Yeah, um, and I agree with you that uh, overpricing is terrible. Um, I talked to some realtors, or one in particular, I was at an event, and they told me they purposely underpriced a house and created like, like a bidding I frenzy. I agree, yeah. That's, Especially right now mm-hmm. in this market. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But. I'm like the biggest advocate for that. And, yeah. And what I've started doing, and my mom's an agent, we just had this conversation yesterday, is when, you ha- when you're in that listing presentation, I might have three or four great comps that say this house is 350 all day long, mm-hmm. and you're thinking an appraiser's going to do 350. Anybody can clearly see it's 350, mm-hmm. but they closed like in the last three to four months. So what's happening right now today? And you go look at what's active in that 325 to 360 range. And I've started sitting with a seller and saying, hey, if you're a buyer in this market and somebody's considering your house, here's the other houses they're going to look at in this range. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then sometimes I think that opens their eyes when they're like, 
oh, they can get a brand new construction yeah. a quarter mile away. And all the furnace is new, the water heater is yeah. new, the roof is yeah. new, um, and yeah. under warranty. Yeah. yeah. For, for 350 or 360. Yeah. Or then they'll see, like, and your furnace is 25 years old. Yeah, right, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and people don't think about that stuff. They'll, they'll do the comps, and they don't. That, that's why when an agent does their comparative market analysis, when I look at another house, I'm looking at the property disclosures. This HVAC was replaced in 2018. The roof was done in 2020. This other home might be the exact specs and the year and the same builder and the same lot and the same everything, but this one hasn't been touched at all. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people, sellers, that have this kind of, they're not able to tell the difference between well-maintained and updated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you could have a well-maintained home that grandma and grandpa lived in, and my goodness, everything's been serviced and mm -hmm. vacuumed every the day. Papers. Yeah. They got the plastic yeah. on got the, the plastic on it. Like, <laughs> You've been to my grandparents' house? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's the shag carpet. Only weddings and funerals do you get to sit without the plastic. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to die or get yeah. married <laughs> to sit on that couch without the plastic. That's true. It's That's probably true. not a good plan. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, so people, they're sellers. They're, they're like, well, that one got 400 Yeah, and you've got wood paneling and... A pink um, sink that's 58 years old, and they've got stainless well, appliances and granite countertops and new backsplash. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, um, the, the thing about a house, too, like a, just like a car. You know, if you own a car and an older car like me, because I'm too cheap to buy a new one, <laughs> things on a car don't last forever. You got to, you, if you if you have an older car, you probably don't have the original belts. Listen, we know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Taylor here. <laughs> Brand like, new car. oh my God, he's probably going to buy a new car after yeah, this. No. Like I mean, you, you got to get new tires, belts, and hoses. <laughs> they don't last forever. Right. Same thing on a house. I mean, roof, water heater, furnace, uh, yeah. you know, HVAC. You know, you show me a 1960 house, I'll show you a house that doesn't have the original roof, doesn't have the original water heater, doesn't have the original furnace. And they all have different life expectancies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you show me a house that's pre-owned, probably all those things that have to be replaced are on different spectrums of their life expectancy yeah. mm -hmm. now you've got houses that are pre-existing and you know neighborhoods that have closed out there's no new building there um you got mature tree there's, there's advantages and disadvantages now a lot of times you buy new you know all that stuff's brand new it's under warranty the trees may not be mature but sometimes you know and you can speak to this more as a realtor you know the advantage of buying new is everything's new it's under warranty you're probably not gonna have any problem you know, blah 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 but now sometimes, like appreciation, I've heard, now I, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes that might take a little longer because they're still building new down the street, mm -hmm. you know, where yeah. this this neighborhood, you know, you buy in a certain neighborhood, they haven't built anything there since 1960, yeah. you know. Yeah. So that you might experience appreciation sooner, but you're going to buy a furnace or a roof sooner yeah. <laughs> than yeah. the newer yeah. house. I don't know. Do you, How long and, does it take for y'all to do CMAs? Or uh, it depends how thorough you are because there's agents there's an mls you can do a quick cma mm -hmm. i mean i can spit oh, okay. out a cma in 10 minutes but it's yeah. it's as a in my opinion it's as effective as the zillow or automated mm -hmm. evaluations okay. where they're just pulling information mm -hmm. they don't know if you've got a cell phone tower in your backyard or a train right in gotcha. front of you you know what okay. i mean they're just using stats and numbers right. where when i do a cma I'm looking at the photos of that house on MLS and I'm looking at the property disclosures and those things I talked about. Well, this one has stainless appliances that are all staying, which I know that doesn't add value, but you know, and a new countertop and the kitchen's been updated and bathrooms have yeah. been done and there's LVP flooring throughout mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't plant. add value, but you know, a buyer might want to 
offer $10,000 more for that because mm. it's new and as opposed to another one that's you know maybe $15,000 less yeah. but they end up offering $10,000 less and so you know the difference in price is what is that twenty five thirty thousand dollars yeah or so. and some people don't want a new construction mm-hmm. like I mean I've been in new construction that it looks like they just slapped it together and mm-hmm. there's builders I won't say who but there's yeah. some that kind of joke that it's like paper mache builders and yeah. the quality's bad and you can start looking at walls and they're not even and I'm sure you've seen a new construction you've probably been in new construction homes that you see more issues sometimes than a 30 year old home and and then a lot of people just like the character of some older homes yeah i never did i was always like the new i want new modern and clean and but the more homes i've gone in over the years i think as an agent you really start to appreciate some character and some when i go in an older home they get some built-ins and different colors it's it's nice if you want all brick like hardwood floor real hardwood floors you're gonna have to buy an existing home Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. You know what's crazy is, um, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, but, you know, the hardwoods were the standard back in the 50s and 60s. Everybody had hardwood. Yeah. And then carpet came out, you know. Yeah, Only rich people up. had carpet. <laughs> you know, yeah, it was like, my dad told me, like, when he was a kid, you know, it was like the he was poor. And everybody had jeans that was poor. I, I mean, yeah. And, yeah, and then you had to have be rich to have, you know, khakis and stuff. And then it reversed. Yeah. 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 Then it was like... <laughs> You know, now jeans are like $80. Same thing with that. Now everybody's pulling that, that carpet up and it's hardwoods are crazy, thing, yeah. To- totally unrelated to this, but the Champion brand. Yeah. I remember as a kid going to Roses. Oh, And my a gosh, Champion yes. hoodie was like $4. Yes. Like it was. They got Walmart, I think. Yeah, like, but yeah. I specifically remember Roses in Belmont. Before we had a Walmart. They still have that roses. They do. It's got to be like the last one left. (laughs) Yeah. When I was in middle school, they were talking about bringing the Walmart in. And our science class, our political science class did like a study on the effect of Walmart coming in. And everybody was like, well, roses is going to close. Still there. Still there. But like those champion hoodies and sweatpants and shoes now are like $60, $65. Oh, yeah. They're so expensive now. Blows my mind. Ray-Bans. My grandfather gave me a pair of Ray-Bans when I was a kid. And they were just, I mean, they were Ray-Bans. They were nice. But then I remember when I got into high school, everybody started wanting Ray-Bans. And now they're buying $200, $300 cars Ray-Bans. like that, too. Or, I mean, I guess cars historically like, kind of end up being like that. But there's some things that, you know, I would have, like, cringed if my parents put me in. And then all of a sudden they, like, cost. If I hold my truck another couple of years, this going to yeah. be a like classic. Like, station wagons. <laughs> like, I heard station be. wagons are, like, super expensive now. Like, mm-hmm. the old, like, wood panel yeah. station wagons. If you wagons. find one that has that... Those seats in the back, like over the gas yeah. tank, and like where a semi will hit you first. Yeah, that's why. That's <laughs> I the sat one. on that seat. That's I was like, the one. Yeah, they're who super thought this cool was a good now, idea? Like, <laughs> Probably the same guy who thought 16 year olds driving a school bus. Was Absolutely. A good idea. Yep, yeah. That's terrifying. I remember, yeah. I've had other people tell me about driving the school bus, like when they were younger. That's a trip. That's hilarious. Because I knew somebody I, from Morganton that said they were literally ran and picked up old. all the kids. But you know, this was also the era of, I'm 54, so this was the era of evil evil when i was yeah. a kid we all had we all made jumps and you know those pictures you see <laughs> of like no. somebody <laughs> where you see somebody on their bike jumping over a bunch of 
kids laying down. Oh, yeah. That was us. Yeah. You, know? you take down the kindergarten's like, all right, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a piece of plywood and whatever you yeah, can find some bricks. to pop it up. Put up about five or six bricks. Yeah, yeah. you got the baseball card and the Yeah, yes, to do the, yeah exactly. You were there, too. There are shortages for bus drivers. Maybe we should bring this back. Yeah, yeah. Well, part-time realtor, part-time bus driver. Something. Yeah, that's what Well, I'm you could, that. you know, be farming that, too. Like, hey, you I know, know when you get 10 parents. years older, yeah. <laughs> I can help you out. Hand yeah. this to your mom. <laughs> you ever see those memes, though, where the kids, like, jumping, you know, and I remember that because we were like, you know, jump anything we could, and you're jumping other kids, and there's always a parent in the background just smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just watching this. And it's nice. always the last kid in line, and he also has a cigarette. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Like, man, my mom said she because she's uh, she's 54 and that's what she's like. They could like there's like a smoking section at high school. Yeah, like, yeah. Of course, you know we didn't have any safe spaces back then. Yeah, <laughs> for good reasons. Yeah. there were no safe spaces. Yeah. Well, teachers. We didn't get our feelings hurt too easily. Yeah. Though, yeah. If you had a safe space, that's where you went to get bullied. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> when you were a teacher, did they have the smoking in the oh yeah, lounge yeah, or was yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Well, outside the back door. Okay, man. yeah. I had I'd go out there every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Smoke, but I can't. Well, I sh I'm not going to tell the whole. I drank story. a whole lot of sodas, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't smoke. I'll tell you that the part of the story is I had a teacher in high school that asked me to go get their cigarettes out of their car oh. and bring them to. Them. Oh, and I, did. I used to go for my my, my, my mom. So I would go to the convenience yeah. store. <laughs> they would sell them to a little kid because they're getting them for the thing. Yeah. When wow. I turned 21, I stayed up till midnight so I could go to the gas station and buy a beer and have my legal drink. And I stayed up till midnight and went to well, I shouldn't say I guess, but a gas station in Belmont. And I got my beer. I got like a tall boy or something. And they didn't card me. Oh, you know, they just said you were bad. I was like, oh, oh, three hours yeah. ago. I got, yeah. I got carded at Walmart. I was, like, You're gonna I check was buying some beer. It was about two weeks ago, and I was feeling so good. <laughs> you know, and uh, I was like, oh, well, thank you. I'll put that out. I was I like, look 20. I, well, and then she was well, like. they got the big sign that says, if you're under 40, if they look under 40, you should ask. Oh, man, you got me. That's what so I, you yeah. I told her. I was like, I said, if it's your policy to card everybody, don't tell me. I just want that. Yeah, let me have this win. Yeah, but then she said, well, we just think if you could possibly be under 40. And I'm like, still a compliment. <laughs> still not as good of a compliment as I was hoping for, <laughs> but I'll still take it. it. They're I'll not like, well, you look under 40, and that's our policy. They were like, you could be under 40, yeah. like maybe under 40. That's why yeah. I'm starting to get like to the final because I always like like a little bit younger when I was younger and I just like you know everybody would card me now and get offended when people don't or I'm just like oh man you really don't think I'm 20. Let me tell you the worst like I've had bad service before at restaurants I always still try to tip good and our service recently me and Taylor ate wasn't great with bad well it wasn't bad I just didn't think it was great yeah. still tip good um, and where was I going that oh yeah so the worst thing that I've had happen with this is a waitress came up and carted me and not my wife at dinner. Ooh. And I was like, oh. giving this waitress like an evil stare. That's the one time that I got kind of upset because I was like, you don't know what you just started for me for the next <laughs> week now. Uh, Shame I, have to I was God like, you don't want to check her ID too? Yeah. No, she's fine. And I'm like, no, you don't want to check it? Seriously? You not looked under 21? Yeah. Oh, anyway. man. <laughs> That's I what... Oh, well, can I tell a story about that real quick? Yeah. This, I know this is going way off the rails now. We, don't, we have no rails. There's no yeah. rails to begin with. There's no rails. Yeah. We yeah. haven't found yeah. them yet. Yeah. I was sitting beside this we guy we'll still be off. on an yeah. airplane one time, and normally I don't talk till we land. Because, you know, if you start talking, it's like, oh, God. Now you got to talk the whole time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I put yeah. my earphones on and, like, 
we're getting ready to land. So I'm like, hey, so what do you do for a living? Because I'm like, we're going to be getting off this plane in a couple minutes. But anyway, I started talking to this guy, and I'm glad I did. And we talked the whole flight. This dude was a kid. Um, his dad was the doctor for all the boxers back in the day, like all the Muhammad Ali, oh, wow. uh, Frazier, all that stuff. And he was legit because everything he told me, like I looked it up, and like he would only he would have known that. But yeah. anyway, so he he knew Muhammad Ali as a kid, and uh, they lived in New York. He was the official doctor for that boxing at that time. Oh, wow. And when they came to New York, Muhammad Ali stayed with them because he was uh, 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 what Muhammad uh, uh, Islam or something. And it was mm -hmm. something they couldn't stay in a regular hotel or something. But the religious mm -hmm. thing or something. I don't. I mean, they could, but they didn't want to. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like I know I've had some clients like. The building has to be facing. Uh, I think Indian a certain direction. Uh, yeah, they're facing different corners. Yeah, have like different things. when it's facing like a certain way. I don't know if that way. was part of it. Yeah. So, so anyway, he was telling this story that like he always went to the boxing matches because his dad was there, and you know Muhammad Ali knew him. He's like twelve year old kid. So anyway, they were in the Thriller of Manila or something. One of those fights. There was one of the fights. Muhammad Ali was there, but he yeah. wasn't the actual fighter or something. But he was there, and Howard Cosell and all these other sports writers were there. So Muhammad Ali comes up to him and he says, hey, I want you to do me a favor. To, to the grown man who was a kid then, mm -hmm. he says, I want you to come up and I want you to ask, you know, he knew him, but they didn't know that he knew him. They was at the pool, but they were over there. And he says, I want you to ask for everybody's ad, uh, autograph, except Howard Cosell. <laughs> or if he gives it to you, give it back. <laughs> That's funny. So he That's did. Funny. He goes up there and they're all like, oh my God, it's Muhammad Ali and maybe two or three of the other boxers. And like, can I get all you guys autographs? And they all give him his autograph, and he gives them Howard Cosell's back. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's good. And Howard Cosell's all pissed off, but Muhammad Ali set that up, and he never did. So, oh, oh. That's funny. funny. Sorry, I know that had, like, a lot to do with real estate. It was <laughs> yeah. It had nothing to do with real estate, but everything that this podcast is about. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Somebody's listening, and they're like, you know, I wasn't sure if I was going to use that home inspector. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, now I am. So yeah. That guy was legit. Like, he mm -hmm. said some stuff, and I looked him up. He was legit telling me the truth. So I was like, so maybe I need to rethink that not talking to you land. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I know, funny. now that I'm a loan officer, I'm like, I just tell, like, I'm like, just go straight conversation with these people. Like, uh, you kind of have to put your stuff out there like socially and i'm a big dude you know and like you know i can't do the middle seat i cannot do the middle seat and and i'm like and i hope i don't get in trouble uh, i'm a big dude but you know you're you know when there's like that one seat left and they're coming down the aisle and you're like oh <laughs> please don't be a guy like me i know you're like please don't sit there please don't sit there <laughs> and, the, and the other guy he's kind of a big guy we really need a yeah. <laughs> I know that's not politically correct, and you may not already put yeah. that. Everything's like so like you can't say anything. I know no, it's no. like people. I'm like afraid gonna get canceled. I, I was just talking about that with somebody a couple of days ago. How it's like I get it. There's things that people have said and have gone on for so long that need to be changed. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, yeah, like okay, yeah, understand yeah. this, but yeah, it's to the point where I'm. You get to where you're afraid to say anything, and even with like houses, we've talked about it. Every now and then, I'll, something will slip, and I'll say, like, master bedroom, which is not a requirement that we don't say it, but everybody says, say, primary suite yeah. or primary bedroom now. Um, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but, like, a walk-in closet. Some people are saying you shouldn't say that now because it could be offensive yeah. to somebody that's in a wheelchair. Oh. And you're saying walk-in closet now. Or 
But then I think, the like, <laughs> at, at what point do you get to? You we were all thinking it. I, I couldn't. It well, took me a while. I was like, walk-in <laughs> closet? How could that be offensive? Well, so I've got this listing in. closet. I've got this listing in Belmont now, and I'm like. What would you call it? What do I say? It's I say yeah. steps from downtown or, like, walking distance. Well, what is walking distance? Oh. So ah. you, you got to be so careful now. Distant just about from anything. downtown. <laughs> Yeah. Reasonably commutable distance. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you oh, go. Man. Yeah, like what would you say? Yeah. Wow, wow, I never thought about Regardless that. Regardless of your preferred or required form of transportation, <laughs> this home may or may not be minutes to hours away. <laughs> but if you're really healthy and you're fully abled, Modes of and, you like to, and you like to walk. Yeah. Somehow it's more offensive now. Are modes of transportation going to have their own pronouns? No, oh, gosh. Gosh. <laughs> it, it really oh, is man. hard, and you got to be careful about yeah. everything. So. I'm already uncomfortable just talking about it. Yeah, I don't even like it. Now, yeah. So we're going to get canceled. Of course, yeah. I'm like an old dude, and I scoff at this, but I also realize I'm probably turning into my dad. Oh man, get off my lawn! Yeah, yeah. Get off my lawn! Yeah. Did I tell you about walking to school five miles uphill, both yeah. ways, in the snow? <laughs> I just want to—I want to see like a TikTok or a reel of you watching like some really young people walk by with jeans that have like a bunch of holes and stuff in it, and you're in the wildest pair of pants you have, and you're like, "Can't believe these kids are wearing this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Who would wear pants? Yeah, what self-respecting like human being? Yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> That would be good. Maybe have you, like, from here up, <laughs> trashing their pants, then you turn around and just walk. Yeah, well, yeah in your life. You know, all my daughter's friends know because they put me on their Snapchat or stuff, and they're like, you're oh, Sarah Martin's dad, aren't you? you? You're the pants guy. That's funny. Because a lot of times I would leave, uh, you know, I do it when I, like, do a speaking thing or I'm marketing, you know, and a lot of times I would leave there and go to my tr- their track meet. And, uh, you know, our colors are blue and orange. So, my, you know, I have, like, the my main ones are these blue and orange Argyle ones, you know, because they really – so one day I left the, the thing and I went to – they had a track meet at Marvin Ridge. And little did I know, Marvin Ridge's colors – the my kid is from Weddington. Their <laughs> colors are green. I'm wearing orange and blue in the stands. Uh, <laughs> Daddy, you're wearing the opposing team's colors. <laughs> Cancel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you no, so my you got the golf up. pants and you don't even go. I know. I can't tell you how many times I go somewhere. People are like, "What'd you shoot today?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It's funny, like the pants. Thing I shot though. a coyote at my last inspection. <laughs> yeah. What? What? I um, when I used to work for Banfield Pet Hospital, so before I did this, I worked at Animal Hospitals for like 13 years, mm-hmm. and uh, I still remember like this guy coming out of Keller Williams next door with these crazy pants on. I don't think it was, it wasn't you though. It was him. But is there a realtor, yeah, that like wears crazy pants too that you can think of off the top of your head? No, I still there remember was, well, that. And I was there like, was this brand. Like he's going to talk about ago. somebody else yeah. that know, does right? his <laughs> Well, there he's was this guy, uh, I mean, he's out there. The guy, uh, he, he, uh, what, Tim, he's a branding guy, Tim something or other. Okay. He wears like a crazy jacket. But I, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I don't They're think we influenced pants. each other. Maybe the guy said weird pants on that day. So yeah. Not that your pants are weird. <laughs> I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm pretty secure in my britches. <laughs> pretty secure. Except my for those ones that don't have liner. It's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing this is Kimberly's secure. last episode. <laughs> I'm not oh, too no. secure in those. As long as we're not backlit. Fill me crying. Yeah. She fired me from God, the we get a We get a guest on the show, like, and you tell him his pants are weird. <laughs> can't take me anywhere. <laughs> uh, it's still it's not, like, yeah, still not worse than saying rolling closet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? Taylor. 
Uh, uh, I must have been talking over you. I'm so, when you were talking about the walk-in closet. Oh, the rolling closet. Yeah. Rolling closet. Yeah. Sorry, it just got. But if you said rolling closet, isn't this that is more offensive? Like jokes on you, you're all out. Taylor <laughs> always says the thing. Is that like cultural appropriation? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Taylor always says the thing that's going to get us in trouble. And yeah, he's always like, "But I, I can't. Do. We can't say anything at all, yeah, guys." Like he said, "You know." Yeah. Like fair housing, we're not supposed to talk about this area. I just, yeah. <laughs> but Gastonia's the armpit of North Carolina, or whatever yeah. you said. Like, I stand by that. I didn't say that. <laughs> just kidding. They said that. I, I wasn't. I didn't have anything to do with it. Yeah. You put a I'm disclaimer just, on every episode that this is not serious and don't yes. take what we say no. with any. The wrong I, I would think, how tough would it be to be a comedian these days? Oh, it's got to oh, be. Yeah. I feel like though, there's like when you're a comedian, there's some kind of like license to like. Mm-hmm. No, because you Say still get in trouble. You know what makes something funny is the fact that there's a little bit of truth in mm-hmm. yeah. things yeah. that yeah. they yeah. say. You know what I mean? Like we can all laugh at ourselves to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. I mean, I think we can still, you know, and I'm, I'm from Kernersville. Like Belmont, hmm. you can still make fun of rednecks. I'm here. Yeah, 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 like yeah we're, we're, we're not a protected class. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. but that's coming. <laughs> that's coming. That's what, um, <laughs> your mullet wig. Oh, yeah, oh, I had that a mullet. My senior year, I'll, I'll dig up that picture and show you. You should <laughs> have an episode. I had to ache and break your heart. Mullet. Oh, oh man. Mullet, my daughter's boy. It's coming back mullet. in. It's coming back in. Doesn't Morgan Wallen have one now? I was like, mm-hmm. he has a mullet. She's yeah. like, he's had it the whole time. I'm like, like what is it? Business in the front, party in the back? Oh, or yeah. Something. I was like, red flag, Aubrey, red flag. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to learn about red flags early yeah. on. <laughs> Talk, talking about facial hair and hair and such, do you guys think that Duck Dynasty changed the beard game for America? I do. Like, okay. Before Duck Dynasty, and you've seen Duck Dynasty, mm, right? Love it. Before Duck Dynasty, all I would ever hear is like, "Oh, you got a job application, you better shave. Yeah. Like, you got to be clean shaven. Oh, you got like schools. Um, I, I think my wife's school in Pennsylvania didn't allow kids to have facial hair, and like it was all about being clean shaven, clean cut. Mm-hmm. Then Duck Dynasty comes along. Now everybody's now got a beard. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a beard now. Yeah, I know. I even I feel like now I like, need to grow one, but I can't get past that itchy stage. I can't. No. <laughs> I need to like trim this now. This isn't even, if you can call this a beard, I just need something to kind of cover my volleyball fat head. Yeah, I have a big head too. Like I was at the real. That's why I started working out. Because if I didn't work out, but my own fat head. If if I didn't work out, I'd look like a bobblehead. So I had to like, because I have a large head, I had to make my body bigger so that my head didn't look so big. (laughs) Driving that school bus at 16, skinny. Big head just bouncing around. Well, we were talking about the <laughs> hat. Do something about. The I mean, thank God they have fitted hats now. But because when you yeah. had to do that little plastic thing, and I was like mm-hmm. always on the last one. <laughs> that thing's screaming, just hanging on. <laughs> like that, I didn't want the other kids to see. Like, man, my he has a large head. <laughs> it's I've got a big head, and then I've got two boys, four and eight, and we tried to get them bikes and helmets like a couple years ago. Had to get Christmas morning. That, that helmet just like sits on top of my kid's head like this. I'm like, like oh, that, uh, sorry, y'all got. A big head, too. <laughs> Maybe they should start working out. That's what I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them. You don't have youngest. to get, like, big shoulders to, like, expand yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And my youngest is, like. Start them on the steroids young. <laughs> yeah. Get, like, get them going. They need it. Carter's about to be five, and I swear he's, like, this tall. <laughs> like, he uh, we had his preschool graduation last night. And he's, he's the shortest one out of everybody. He's got this monster head. So, like, he's going to have to do something. He's going to have to. 
Massachusetts. I mean, he's like, I'm afraid he's going to just like fall over yeah. sometimes. But just he gets a strong it gust of breeze and he just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he'll, he'll flip over like all the way and yeah. just be balancing upside down on his head. Well, it's always embarrassing too. Like when you say like you go whitewater rafting, you know how they get all the helmets out and they like have to go get the special one. Yeah. Like, like, one in the back. They might fit. They're it's radioing like somebody else. Like, hey, uh. It takes two people to carry yeah, it. Yeah, we just have some star punks and tape. Triple <laughs> extra large. Yeah. Can you bring that, oh that helmet down? <laughs> uh, they roll it Everybody out else is waiting. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me. That was me. Uh, you got to uh, sign like an extra waiver or something yeah. just to get it. Uh, Good oh, stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I know we're, we're probably getting close on time, right? Is, mm-hmm. there, is there anything that you would want to leave us with? Advice for an agent or a homeowner, buyer? Like anything above all else, home inspection related. I mean, obviously, you're going to say get a home inspection yeah. for sure. Well, which we would tell. <laughs> He's like, you took it. Uh, <laughs> which we would tell. I think you'd tell any buyer. Yeah. I tell every buyer. Yes, it's not required. Your lender's not going to make you, but highly, highly recommend you do sure, it. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing I can say, too, is... Um, you know, if you're selling a house, you're probably going to get an inspection. I'd love to do, you know, pre-inspection. I think that's the best. But the next best, uh, we made a, uh, on our website, there's something called Seller's Inspection Checklist. It's basically what's going to be on the inspection. In fact, nice. my daughter, we were, she was studying for a science test one night, and uh, we were talking. She said, Daddy, isn't a, uh, isn't a home inspection kind of like a test for the house or for the seller? Hmm. And I said, yeah, it is. She said, do they know what to study? Oh. And I said, no, but we need to make a study guide. So we have a yeah, seller's inspection checklist. It's basically all the stuff the inspectors will be. Yeah. It's a study guide. So print that out. You know, if you're if you got a listing, preferably not the night before the inspection. <laughs> I know we do that for tests. You might have to go to Home Depot yeah, and buy some cough or something. <laughs> it may not be open. But uh, yeah, I'd definitely get an inspection. And if you're on the other side of it, prepare for the inspection. Um, you know, do you know change those filters. Uh, caulk, you know, make it look good. I mean, because impressions are, uh, you know, when you walk into a house and like you were saying earlier, you can tell when it's like a person who's really meticulous and takes Mm -hmm. care of it. Or you buy a car and they got every inspection ever. Like, that's the kind of car you want to buy. Versus, you know, as soon as you open the cabinet, stuff falls out. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) probably this whole house has been taken care of that way. Yeah, that's true. Is it just homeinspectioncarolina.com? Yep, homeinspectioncarolina.com. I just, I'm pulling it up now, but my internet's been slow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to know because I think that would help a lot of sellers. And I think the other thing, the misconception is that the home inspection is a pass or fail type thing. I heard an agent the other day tell me. Pass the home inspection. Oh, my God. Well, home inspection passed. And I'm like, you're a real estate agent. What do you you mean it passed? What? Yeah, you we know, don't. It's not a pass or fail. Yeah, it's not a to do list for the seller. It's not yeah, a to do list for the buyer. It's to yeah. help somebody make an. Show me your high beams, low beams, left signal, yeah. turn yeah. signal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it helps you make an informed decision. And like mm-hmm. you said, the timing of it's funny. You wish you could have all this information beforehand, but you're under contract. You've put ten thousand due diligence or whatever, and now you want to make sure there's nothing major that would cause you to back out or, yeah. or rethink yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Well, um, and if and if you get into a, uh, you know, and I may be overstepping my bounds, but I've been doing this a long time. Um, obviously, the market's crazy now, but if the market ever gets back to where it's kind of a, not really a seller or buy, you know, where you yeah. can get stuff repaired, I always say, you know, if 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 there's going to have to be a compromise on what you ask for, go for the expensive items or the safety items. 
items. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but and you safety know, items. I always encourage the buyers to ask for it. Number one, like and when I ask sellers, or... I'll tell sellers you might want to fix this. It's a safety item. Right. If they back out, we're going to have to address it anyway, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. The most so. successful ones I've seen on the buyer side over over time is, hey, look, the inspector found all this stuff, but we're only asking for these things. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you're immediately kind of saying, you know, hey, but, and then, you know, as, as a seller, you're a little bit more like, well, you know, they could, it could have been worse, right. you know, but they're just asking for the you know, big ticket items or the safety items. So mm -hmm. you're kind of directly, like you've been in this a long time and you've mm -hmm. seen different markets and you're kind of directly tied into it. We slow down, you slow down type of situation. Like, how are you feeling with this market? And is it like, what is the hardest market you've been through? You know that's a good question, and, and but prior to COVID and all that, there was a there was a, a very predictable ebb and flow. You know, and and we all know like you know kind of dries up December January because yeah. Christmas blah, 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 and then you know end of our March man it's off to the races because yeah. kids are getting ready to get out of school and it was very you know it was almost yeah. a predictable you know but since COVID it's just been wide open mm -hmm. but not enough inventory it would yeah. be a lot more wide open if it was inventory mm -hmm. um you know I was back in 08 09 yeah that's what I yeah, and, and it was the opposite then it was it was a uh, a buyer's market I mean yeah. sellers like not even have a whiff of a showing mm -hmm. for six months yeah <laughs> and like somebody look at the house be like hey I'll fix everything and you can have the Porsche yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know now it's like I'm not fixing anything yeah I get the next seller and buyer, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's very interesting, you know. And I always wonder. Everybody says there's a shortage of houses and stuff, and I'm like, from '08 to now, were that many people born? I heard what like, happened? Well, millennial generation, but also it's like you know a lot of after '08, a lot of builders collapsed, you know, yeah, as well. They so weren't building, building supply stopped building, yeah. and now there's this big like catch up to like produce enough homes now that. I think there is like this next generation buying and plus and everything went like crazy. You know, COVID. I, I think it's a much of a more major migration of people now too. Than yes. Ever. I mean, there's always people who move to the South for nicer weather. But, yeah. But I think, you know, I mean, no offense to my Californians or oh, it's New York or Illinois, but I think yeah. the taxes <laughs> and all that. You can look at the migration report. Like, oh, yeah. It is. It's like California is like the, I mean, they're getting hit the worst. I mean, it's just insane how many people are leaving California. Mm -hmm. And North Carolina is like number three of like influx of mm -hmm. people coming in. Yeah. But when you can <laughs> when you can sell your 1,200 square foot, 80-year-old home on the coast of California for one and a half million, and then you can come to Charlotte and you can buy a 5,000 square foot home with yeah. an in-ground pool oh, yeah. and it's brick and whatever for yeah. Yeah. six, On seven, eight hundred thousand yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. it's like, So that's not? really put a demand. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a buddy who's a home inspector. You know, I'm in a couple of groups with a lot of other home inspectors. <clears> and, you know, he's a cool dude. And he's like, you know, three bedroom, two bath house. And, it, you know, it's a million five. Yeah. I'm like, it's like Laguna Beach. Beach. I mean, he's not on the beach, but he's in a town. Like, a million, yeah. a million five here, man. It's you crazy. could get a race car driver's yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, COVID made so many remote workers where you had the flexibility to, like, you don't have to. You make California money and come here to North Carolina. Yeah. You know, I'm mm -hmm. sure, I know they're trying to stop some of that and things like that, but you can make this incredible money and then come over yeah. here, live in off. I know. just hope we yeah. don't turn into that, you know. Like I don't. I, I don't. You know, be careful what you wish for. I mean, I love all the people moving. It's good for our business, but I hope, 
I remember, and this, yeah. well, I'm, I'm going to tick off every state, but <laughs> I remember I used to drive a truck when I was in college after driving the school bus. I had a CDL. So I drive <laughs> to New York at, during college, you know, I drove the school bus, whatever. But going through New Jersey, it was like, oh, my God, toll roads everywhere you yeah. went. And then mm-hmm. it was like all this extra gas tax. It was just like taxes. I mean, you go into New York City, and it's like, this was back in the 90s, early 90s. It was $4 per axle. And I'm like, damn, I got a bunch of axles. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's just right. like they nickel and dimed you to death. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope we don't ever get to this. And the and lottery. Like- and now all of a sudden I'm noticing. I mean, I'm not to get on my soapbox and stuff, but I'm like. Oh, trust me. I could go Please all don't let us turn into New Jersey. Yeah. I don't yeah, make anybody yeah, mad. Yeah. But yeah. I, you know, I liked our cost of living being down and not all those toll roads and taxes and stuff. Yeah, 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 I could get all, yeah, my soapbox. Well, and the roads were terrible, too. I was like, what are y'all doing with all that money? Yeah, yeah, right. Worst roads I've ever (laughs) seen. That's the thing. If you're going to pay for it, you want to see it go towards something that's beneficial to you. I think that's the problem with it, though, is it's not owned by the North Carolina Department Mm -hmm. of Transportation. It's owned by a separate company, and they just came in and built a road, and so that's just going right into their pocket. So I'm sure they'll maintain their stretch of road, but yeah. Do you guys always try to guess it? Like, like, so I'm going to Lake Norman or back, you know, I'm like, I, I don't want to get in the toll road, you yeah. know, like I'll get over to the toll road and then it'll be free and clear. Over there. I, mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? Next exit, I'm, I'm getting over because why should I pay for this one? As <laughs> soon as I pull over on that side, then it's dead stand stop. And I'm like, you know how many times it. I'm like pissed off because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, I'm over here in the toll and there's like no traffic because I always like after Mount Gilead Road, you're like, okay, I'm getting stopped. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like <laughs> nothing. Yeah. And you can't guess the time of the day. Yeah, it's it no is. rhyme or reason. And no. I'm, I'm a, I use ways. I don't know if y'all, I'm pitching yeah. up the things. Yeah. Let's see if there's any, like, is it red or pink? I'm like cussing the GPS because it didn't warn me of the, this, like, you know, standstill traffic. Well, like, and mm-hmm. I don't understand how they charge. It's like different. At oh, different I know. Every time. Yeah. 450, whatever. I'm like, that's a problem for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never, yeah. I've never I'll taken a toll road. Okay, that's six months from now. Yeah. <laughs> I've never taken a toll road. Man, of course, I'm like... You live in Belmont. Yeah. Belmont. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, no toll you, road. You have well, to drive six days to find a toll road. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, in Atlanta... <laughs> go places, I avoid them. Man, we, went, we yeah. went to Atlanta. They got some toll roads around there, and I was in rush oh, hour. yeah. And so, okay, so... The they're, Peach Pass. Well, their toll road... Okay, so you know how we got those little things that stick up, and you can't... They just have, like, little road humps. So yeah. I'm like... I went. Oh, I didn't realize you're not supposed to do that. Um, and then somebody like you know, he's giving me the one finger salute. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that. But anyway, I get North you know, Carolina. About a yeah, about a month later, I was in and out of that toll road. I, I same thing. I tried to get out of it. So I get an envelope, and I guess I'd gotten a toll thing three times, and the toll was two seventy five each time. Okay, no big deal. Ten dollar fee service fee on every one of them. So it was like. Thirty. That was about forty dollars service fee. <laughs> like ten dollars service fee. I'm like, I guess because wow. I'm out of state or something. I can't. I it takes me off the seventy-seven one because I'm just like, it's just not, like there's not even that many people in the expressway, and that road mm-hmm. is always backed up. I feel yeah, like the they created the traffic jam by doing. Things. They did. Pass. It's like worse. I'm like, because I live in Kannapolis and I work in Cornelius, and it's mm-hmm. now I'm on the other side of Kannapolis, so I can go through Davidson and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's it was a nice. It's just yeah. like, do they mail you like monthly and say, mm-hmm. hey, here's. I don't open it. Throw it in the trash. <laughs> so I actually did pay? that. No. No, I actually did <laughs> that. And then when I went to register my car. Yeah, they'll get you eventually. They will put a stop on your 
registration. You cannot pay your registration until yeah, you... Yeah, I'm going to be a top producing wow. loan officer by then, and that, I'll deal with it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's like a 1031 exchange. For, you're just letting them build yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Later, fine. Right? yeah. Do you know, I used it once, and then I had, ended up having to pay like 60 bucks because <laughs> just like it, they keep tacking it on. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I, I got a crazy story for you. I know we're like way over time. You're calling him. I just had so, a baby. Yeah. I can't pay this. I, I was in a hurry that day. Yeah. So my, you know how you get a social security number or whatever? Mine was wrong when I was born. They made me 10 years oh. older than I was. But I, you know, oh, I thought man. Maybe, maybe I'll get to retire 10 years early and start. Right, yeah. So I was like, I never said anything about it. I was like, it made me 10 years older. I'm like, maybe I'll get, you know, everybody else retired at 65. I'm going to retire at 55. They think I'm 65. Well, so then after all the Homeland Security, I guess they tied it into the driver's license or something. And I went to renew my driver's license that year. And they're like, hey, wait a minute. This is, doesn't match up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of do. He's like, well, we can't renew your driver's license. And I'm like, what? what? And like, so I'm like, so what do I have to do? And he says, well, you're going to have to get your birth certificate and go back to Social Security. And uh, So I couldn't find my birth certificate. I had to drive to the Dane County that like, I was born in, in Jacksonville. to go. It, it took me a year. It took me a year. And I don't know if you've ever been in a Social Security office. That is not the model it's of not, efficiency. I went in there and it's like, take a number. Yeah, I took a number. Like and I was like, I was like number 28. And I'm thinking, hey, that's not too bad. Yeah. I sit down. They call two. <laughs> About 30 minutes later, three. <laughs> <laughs> like this isn't going to go as fast as uh, yeah. It took I'll me a year, I, and I'm driving yeah. without a license. For like, sure. but I have all my paperwork. Fortunately, I never got pulled. Yeah, but if I, I did, I was like, the... I was like, I was going to tell them the whole story. You know? It's like, <laughs> long story short, I haven't had a license in 15 yeah. years. Oh, oh, and then when I did go back, get this: when I did go back, it had been a year. So I had to like retake my test. Oh, no. And I'm in there with a bunch of 16 year olds <laughs> and some people from other countries. And I'm like the only old. Where are you from? Here. Yeah. I'm like the only old Caucasian. I'm trying not to say anything bad, but. Um, He's in like really bright pants. Too. Yeah. And I know everybody's looking at me, and I just want to make it clear I did not get a DUI. I know y'all think I got a DUI. You're like, like by the way, it's like a 15 year old. Right up on a moped. So I had to take the it's test. Funny you say that, this mugshot says <laughs> Well, and I had to take the test, and I'm one of those guys that likes to do good on test. I'm like, I hadn't studied for this, but you know, now you take it on the computer, you know? Mm -hmm. yes. So you have to get 20 right, right? And there's 25 questions. So I missed number 18. And I'm pissed off about it because I still argue. So then it wasn't I, the cigarette lighter one, was it? No. Did y'all no. have the cigarette lighter one? A we'll question get, about we'll cigarette lighter? No. Yeah, if it's distracting or not, if you light a lighter in the car. Nah. Yeah, and it, and it said that, like, I didn't pick that one as a distract, you know, because, like, I don't know, you shouldn't be smoking, but it was totally a question on my test, but anyways. Anyway, so. I missed number 18, but it was one of those you could argue for two answers, you know. Mm -hmm. I thought my answer was better, but anyway. It's like the real estate test. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still pissed off answer. about it. So then I got to number 21, and I got that one right, and test over, because all you had to do was get, I'm like, I want my other three questions. I want to see how good I can do. <laughs> and I think I made number 18 right. I think your test is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, very please give this guy his yeah. license. So he Get him out of here. <laughs> so, for this. Let me just give this man his license. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'm going to have to retire on time, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was going to be able to retire. Technology 55. and laws. Yeah. So dumb. Yeah. So I, dumb. I picture you retiring and going to some home and have like, your crazy pants on and you're walking down the hall like 
this wall needs to be repaired. <laughs> yeah. this well, wall, I, there's a little bit of settling over here. Yeah. Well, I think what happened, I was born in 1969, and you know how like people's handwriting's done? I think they thought it said 59. So when it got to the Social Security uh, yeah. thing, yeah. they got me born in 1959. Hell, I can retire next year. That's, <laughs> they, they took that away from you. Homeland Security thing. They took it away from you. Sorry, I've... Got oh, y'all. Oh, we do it every time. Times. For yeah. 45 minutes, Taylor's been like, ever sweating hey, like we got to like two hours worth yeah. of tape and 15 minutes on real Yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Realty Chronicles podcast. We had so much fun recording this episode. So if you liked it too, please leave us a five star review and share it with a friend. If you want early access to highlights and clips from this podcast, please follow my Instagram. And my TikTok. Instagram is Taylor D. McClure, and TikTok is the Realty Chronicles Pod. Thank you so much, and I will see you in the next episode.